Indiana is set to play its second Big Ten game of the season as it travels to Nebraska. Can it come away with a second Big Ten win? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers. It is Thursday, September 29th. I am your host, as always, Jacob Brood. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We are your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hoosiers have, as I mentioned, it's weird to think that this is their second Big Ten game, uh, but alas, uh, the Hoosiers have a legitimate chance at opening the season 2-0 in Big Ten play, which outside of the COVID year, I don't know off the top of my head when the last time that uh, would have happened. I can look that up. Uh, before Friday's episode, I'll try to find that, but uh, you guys might remember it. I might be blanking on something obvious, but it's a rare time that IU opens 2-0 in Big Ten Conference play, especially since the divisions have formed. But Nebraska is a team that presents a very winnable opportunity. When we talked earlier in the season, or I guess back in the fall before the season even started, the... The Nebraska game felt like a toss-up game, I believe is a category I had that in. I had winnable games, and then I had kind of toss-up games, that 50-50, um, and it could go either way. I could see an argument for it. This, I think, I feel pretty confident that this is a winnable game. Having watched Nebraska this year, they have not looked good. Having... Um, done some research on Nebraska. This is a game the Hoosiers can very much come away with a victory in. Uh, Just a a rundown on Nebraska. You guys probably know what a mess they've been. Uh, They opened the season just hilariously uh, in Ireland. That was an omen, and they ended up firing Scott Frost. Been the big storyline of the season. They've just been been downright bad. Like, no matter how you put it, they have just been a bad football team. Uh, They are one in three coming into this one. Their one win is over North Dakota State, which I would say is a bit deceptive. Uh, The final score is 38 to 17. That was not a game that was 38 to 17 uh, for most of that. It was 17 17 with four minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, And then. Nebraska had a uh, scored the final 21 points, three touchdowns of the game, once in the third, twice in the fourth, to put that one away. North Dakota was in that game for a, a long time, much longer than North Dakota should be in a game against Nebraska. Uh, so, for reference, North Dakota is ranked third in SP Plus for FCS teams. Um, Idaho is in the 30s, 37th. So uh, 
Actually, I have that wrong because I was looking up North Dakota State. North Dakota is much lower. They are 42nd. Excuse me. North Dakota is who they played, not North Dakota State. North Dakota State is third. North Dakota is 42nd. Idaho, or excuse me, North Dakota is 41st. Idaho is 37th. So North Dakota is worse than Idaho and uh, stayed in that game against Nebraska for a while. Now, IU fans can't really say a whole lot because they were literally awful against Idaho, but that gives you a point of reference as to where they are. That's their lone win this season is over that team. Uh, They have played uh, Northwestern to start, obviously, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, which is the game uh, that got Scott Frost fired. They lose 45 to 42 to Georgia Southern. Uh, And then they played Oklahoma, Two weeks ago, uh, going on two weeks ago, got smacked hard in that one. They scored on their first series to go up 7 nothing, and then got outscored 49-7 to the rest of the way. Um, it was 49 unanswered points. The, the other seven from Nebraska came in garbage time. That was an absolute mauling. Uh, so they have had a bye week. They've had a week off. You can kind of flip that however you wish. Uh, maybe it was a week for them to regroup, having lost Scott Frost, recalibrate, refocus. Maybe it was another week of doom and gloom that they can sit around and hear about how bad they are. Uh, it can really be flipped however you want it to be. Uh, and I don't really know what this week was like. We're not going to know until we see Nebraska on the field. What I know is that through four games, they looked like a really bad team. Uh, this was a very, I will say it was a very conveniently timed uh, bye week for them. They really probably needed this bye week, especially with a new coach in charge and coming off a pretty bad loss and just a really bad start to the season. Uh, but I, outside of that, I, I really don't know. Uh, how that bye week is going to impact this team because it could go any number of ways. You can't really make a team better regardless of uh, what you do in the bye week. And this team has talent in some spots, does not have talent in other spots, and the end result is a team that has really struggled this year. (laughs) Now, one brief note. If you guys saw on Twitter on uh, Wednesday night, uh, a former defensive line coach for Nebraska, Rick Kaczynski. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how you say the name or not. He appeared on a radio show in for Nebraska. Um, just a really wild statement. He made a really wild number of statements. Uh, you can go to our Twitter account at LO underscore Hoosiers and see it. It's We, we quote tweeted it last night. Uh, among the quotes is let's be honest, Tom Allen, is there a bigger clown in college football than this guy for the love of God, we cannot lose to Indiana. He went on to talk about how he just doesn't like the, the rah, rah coaches that run out with the team and stuff. It was a very silly, um, video that made its way around. If you don't think that'll be mentioned within the Indiana locker room, I, I (laughs) think you'd be wrong especially when it's a former coach. Now, uh, this coach has had his fair share of run-ins with the law for domestic abuse, so I don't really want to give him much of a platform. Um, but 
if you want to go watch the video uh, over on Twitter to get you fired up for this game, you can because, look, this Nebraska team should not be trash-talking anybody and should not be overlooking anybody and talking down upon anybody right now because this is a team in absolute disarray uh, in the middle of a – or heading into a Big Ten season that could get really ugly for them if things don't go right. We'll look at some of the pros and cons, the offense and the defense. We'll start on the offensive side of the ball uh, and look at what has worked and what has not worked for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Before we do that, though, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, as well, obviously, as college football. Hoosiers enter this one as a a 4.5-point underdog. Uh, They are... Uh, plus 172 money line. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That money line is looking really enticing. Over under of 60 and a half, I would smash that over like crazy. Uh, these two teams do not have defenses, uh, and we will talk about that, but I would smash that over like crazy. Uh, that money line's looking really enticing. So if, you, if that's looking enticing to you guys, head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Big shout out to all of you that make us your first watch every day. If you're not already, head on over to YouTube, subscribe, uh, join the conversation over there. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers by the start of basketball season. Let's see if we can make it. Let's see if you guys can help us out. Offensively, this Nebraska team has some has some players. Um you can see why they've been able to score for all the troubles they've had. Scoring has not been a problem uh, aside from that Oklahoma game, 28 points against Northwestern 38 against North Dakota, 42 against Georgia Southern. They're able to score at times. And that's largely because of quarterback Casey Thompson, who is transferred from Texas through four games this season, has 995 yards, 65% pass completion percentage, five touchdowns to three interceptions. He hasn't been too bad, uh, honestly, just statistically. Similarly, Anthony Grant, and we mentioned it uh, when talking about Tom Allen's quotes on Wednesday's episode, he's going to be one of the top running backs IU faces. Uh, Again, in four games, 464 yards, averaging... Uh, 5.7 yards per carry, five touchdowns. Um, he's looked really good, and he's been a driving force in what they've been able to do. What's the catch, you're asking? Because if those guys are putting up gaudy numbers, there has to be a catch. Well, a lot of that does not matter because their offensive line is really bad, and we're talking arguably worse than Indiana's. Uh, For a reference point, Indiana has allowed nine sacks this season. Nebraska has allowed 11. Now, there's a lot of things that could go into that. QB pressures, things like that. Those aren't necessarily readily available stats. Uh, But that gives you a sense of how bad 
this team is, uh, this Nebraska team is when it comes to the offensive line. Like they are almost as bad as Indiana. That is a direct, or maybe worse. Uh, that is a direct reference point. Um, so IU has an opening there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Hoosiers approach this. Uh, they could dial up some blitzes. You might see more Deshaun McCullough on the field. Uh, they ran a lot more three linebacker sets early on against Cincinnati in hopes of stopping the run. Maybe they do versions of that. Uh, I'm not sure they'll sell out to stop the run as much as they did last week because we saw how that went. Uh, I'm trying to defend the pass. Um, but Anthony Grant's really good. It might be something similar to what we saw against Illinois with Chase Brown. So uh, I'm not certain how they'll approach that, but I would not be surprised on a lot of third downs if the Hoosiers are dialing up pressure. Because we see what it does against Indiana's offensive line when teams dial up pressure. And that's what we're going to be coming up against uh, with Nebraska this week. Who is Casey Thompson finding when he is able to actually get rid of the ball? Trey Palmer is his top receiver. 28 catches for 323 yards. That's more than double the catches. The next uh, Marcus Washington with 12. Those are the only two guys with double-digit receptions. Um, Washington has 198 yards receiving. So uh, those two guys make up the bulk of the receiving uh, this season. Now, if you want to get into the nitty-gritty, almost all of Casey Thompson's yards have come against two opponents. He threw for 355 yards against Northwestern, and Northwestern does not look to be a particularly daunting team this season uh and that was week one that was before there was a lot of film on him uh northwestern is one and three they are one and oh in the big 10 but it was against nebraska so uh, not a daunting team there and then 318 yards uh came against georgia southern uh against north dakota he only managed 193 against oklahoma it was 129 so there is some reason to believe if IU's defense can show up, they could limit him. I don't know what IU defense is going to show up. I Again, I find the defense one of the most confounding groups um, in a while because on paper there's a lot of talent, especially in that secondary. In practice, they have not put it together much at all in the recent weeks. Uh, they got diced up by Western Kentucky. They got diced up by Cincinnati. But then again, in that second half, they look really good against Cincinnati. So what version of IU's defense are we going to see? That's going to go a long way in determining uh, how good they're going to be. Because if you can't get to Casey Thompson, he's going to be able to pick you apart, which is more reason why I think there's going to be a lot more blitzes, why we could see someone like Deshaun McCullough playing a lot more this week. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. Now, the flip side, Nebraska's defense is just miles worse than Indiana's. We'll dive into some stats to tell you just how bad they're going to be uh, here in just a moment. So these stats I'm going to start off with are from the Indy Star. Big shout out to them. They compiled all of these. 
Nebraska is in the bottom 10 nationally in total defense. They allow 583 yards per game. Opponent third down conversion, 56.5%. That is a staggering number. Over a good amount over half the time defense or offenses convert on third down. Opponent's yards per carry, 5.8. Opponent's passing yards per game, 330. And sacks, 1.6% of opponent dropbacks. So this defense is doing nothing, uh, to be pretty blunt about it. They're giving up a lot of yards. They're letting teams convert on third down. They're letting them carry the ball. They're letting them pass the ball. And they are not getting to the quarterback. And that last part is really, really important because that has not been something that Indiana has been able to stop teams from doing this season. Um, and that almost more than anything is why I'm encouraged about what could come in this game. Because, um, if Nebraska was a team that had a really good defensive line and struggled in other areas, uh, I would be more worried. But if this is a team that's going to allow Indiana's offense to cook, Indiana's offense can cook. Like we've seen that, that offense get rolling. Uh, the Idaho game is going to stick out. We saw what happened in that third quarter. They can put points up in a hurry and do it quickly. And um, if that's what's going to happen, then I like this team against uh, pretty much anybody. If you can just sit there and let them get into a rhythm, they have the talent. And if you're not going to be able to pressure them, again, Idaho wasn't really able to pressure them. We saw what could happen. Do I think Nebraska is going to be better than Idaho defensively? Yeah, probably. They're probably not going to have guys run into each other and allow A.J. Barner to run into the end zone. Uh, But specifically when it comes to pressuring the quarterback, they are not going to be better. And then you can just look at all the other stats. They give up a lot of yards. They They don't get off the field. And those are horrible. That is a horrible combination. Uh, statistically, you can look at, uh, some of the aspects of this team. Um, again, I don't really know how much it matters given all the stats we said. Luke Reimer has 39 tackles, which is a good chunk more than anyone else on the team. He has 2.5 tackles for loss. Uh, linebacker leads the team or is tied for the team lead in sacks with one, uh, four guys have a sack this season. And that is the entirety of their sacks. They average one sack a game. Uh, That is either going to be a career or a season best performance from them against Indiana or a really good sign of what could potentially come. Uh, Marquez Buford Jr. has a pair of interceptions this season. Those are their only interceptions on the year. And then um, Buford also forced a fumble. Garrett Nelson forced a fumble uh, and has a fumble recovery. Stephon Wynn Jr. has a fumble recovery as well, as does Caleb Tanner. So uh, it looks like Luke Reimer and Marquez Buford Jr. Reimer, a linebacker, Buford, a a defensive back, are your two main guys to watch in this one. It's going to be interesting because it's kind of strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness, like, These are are two offenses that are uh, able to put up points and two defenses that are 
not the. I mean, Indiana's defense has probably shown more at times to be able to slow teams down than uh, Nebraska's, but they've been just as uh, bad as Nebraska has been at stretches as well. So this is maybe I'm just being overly optimistic. And if you remember, I was not optimistic about last week's game. So it's not like this is a feeling I always have. I I came very close to betting on Cincinnati minus 19, and I should have done it last week. I am very close to betting Indiana's money line this week because I really think the Hoosiers uh, can go into this game and if they can have their way offensively, it's, good, it's going to be a problem. And I, I see this Nebraska team as one that, I don't want to say mentally weak, but they're not putting up a fight. And there, there's not been a, a rally the troops moment uh, with Frost fired. This is a team that is just kind of defeated. And it might be just one of those seasons where um, it, it, it's just one you write off. And hopefully Indiana can go into Nebraska, go into Lincoln, come away with another victory on the road there, and really get back on track with this one because if you can come out of that if you can come out of the nebraska game four and one this season boy what a huge victory this season already feels like uh and that's going to be a big one so we'll get you caught up with the rest of everything you'll need to know tomorrow game time betting lines uh, sp plus all that stuff we'll get you all that last minute info tomorrow um But thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen or watch every single day. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked on Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked on take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked on Big Ten your second listen, Locked on Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. If you guys can, it helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Thursday and LEO.